At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's the final rewatch. The final rewatch. Final rewatch. Oh, it's the final rewatch before the new season. It's the final rewatch. I'm watching them all. The final Greetings, stranger friends, and welcome back to the final, final rewatch. And hello, if any of my coworkers or former coworkers happen to be listening to this episode, um, buckle up because there's going to be me talking about a TV show for the next half hour. We did it, friends. 1,057 days since Stranger Things last premiered on Netflix for season three. I did the math. Well, Google did the math for me. And now, at the time I'm recording this, we are six hours away because it premieres at 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Um... For you West Coasties, you can get it right at midnight, you lucky 
lucky people. I will be fast asleep at midnight, but I will be up extra early tomorrow to start enjoying Stranger Things 4. But I'm going to tell you a few things. Number one, I might be muting the Stranger Things hashtag because I don't want to hear or see anything by accident while I'm making my way through these episodes. Numero two, I would love people to send in voicemails. I realize now in every show note of every episode, there's a link to send in voicemails. But I'm just going to tell you now, I'm not going to look at the voicemails until I am through the episodes because I don't want anything to accidentally be said. Maybe you talk about episode six and I only watched episode four. Um, So I don't, I'm going to just um, hold back from listening to them until afterwards. Uh, and, And what I might do is after getting all the episodes up and out to you, Um, maybe do a voicemail show. And that's if voicemails come in. I'm making a major assumption with that. Um, So that's, but if you do send one, that's why you may not hear it right away because I'm saving it. That is, of course, unless you happen to send in a voicemail while I'm recording the show. And wouldn't you know it, for real, there was a, a buzz on my phone And I look down, and there's a voicemail message. Hello, my friend. This is Jet from Twitter. I have uh, messaged you frequently about uh, all the excitement around Season 4 of Stranger Things and all the updates they've been releasing. Um, I'm happy to say that I've watched or listened to all of your initial recordings of of your first watch-through multiple times. Um, It's fantastic. I love the way you talk. I love that the show is entirely yours. I just got back from Alaska, so I have missed all of your rewatches, but I'm excited to listen to those as well. However, I'm afraid that I must put you on hold because in less than 24 hours, we currently have season four of Stranger Things happening, and I may very well watch them all at once, but I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much for everything that you do, and I look forward to, uh, I look forward to hearing what you have to say. You're fantastic, and I love you, man. Bye. Um, uh, don't mind me. While while he was talking, I decided to cut some onions up and uh, ooh, and then I was vacuuming and got some dust in my eye. I'm I'm fine. I'm good. We're fine. Everything's fine. Um. Oh my goodness, Jet. Yes, I've interacted with Jet on Twitter many a time. Just came back from Alaska, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Alaska is uh, one of the states of the United States of America. Um. One of 50, if I'm correct. Uh, my goodness gracious, Jet. Thanks so much for the compliments. And if you finally get to the rewatch, of course, the last, if you get to this one, by the time you get here, you're going to be like, oh, wait, it's me. Yes, it's you. Uh, I, I can't stress enough how um, in awe I am of people leaving messages and saying nice things and the fact that they're finding this and listening to this. And I just, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And jet specifically, welcome back from Alaska. Um, was it cold? Was it like really cold? I just assume it's always cold 
And didn't vampires go there in 30 Days of Night because it stays dark for a long time? So was it dark or was it light? I don't know things such as geography all that well, but luckily that doesn't come up too much uh, in the in the topics that I choose to podcast about. So again, uh, Jet, who I'm going to just say it, took a jet back from Alaska. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I appreciate, uh, again, you calling. And um, yeah, I love just kind of me talking into a microphone. That's where I feel the most comfortable just kind of going in realizing that I could go off on a tangent like right now when I said I was going to start talking about the episode and yet I've been going off on tangents talking about tangents okay it's done that's the only voicemail I got today thank you Jet that was so awesome I'm humbled I'm complimented I'm all those things I am drinking a diet root beer right now so again I'm just a little loopy it's going crazy there's no caffeine in this, but there's some, there's some sort of like artificial sweetener that just gets me going. So let's get going and let's talk. Chapter 8, The Battle of Starcourt. Oh, I kind of said that with a Scottish accent. I don't know where that came from. All right. Anyway, the episode opens up with Hopper, Joyce, and Murray heading towards the mall. And they're like, you sure you said food court? And Murray's like, you don't trust my Russian translation? And he, he's like, look, we don't know it's your kids. And Joyce is like, yes, we do. Joyce wanted to be like, I'm not sure if you realize, um, our kids get in all kinds of hijinks, mostly with monsters. So it's a good chance it's our children. We cut over to the mall and Eleven's leg is absolutely killing her. She's freaking out. They, we see something moving around underneath it. Jonathan runs, scrambles over to one of the food court restaurants, gets some tools and a big knife. Robin is freaking out, talking. She's rambling about some, some girl she played sports with and, and, and broke, her, you know, broke a bone and it was showing. And they're like, you're not helping. Steve's like, you're not helping. Um, Jonathan comes back. He's like, this is going to hurt like hell. Bite down on this. So she gives him a wooden spoon. Oh, it was a wooden spoon. Is the other thing he grabbed. She gives her a wooden spoon, takes out the, uh, the knife, she says, do it. He cuts in. It's gross. He cuts it open. Then they're freaking out because he goes in. He covered his hand in like, the, I guess, the same glove that someone would have used to make a sandwich in the food court. So it's definitely sanitary. Goes right into her leg. It's gross. It's disgusting. She's like, stop, stop, stop. I can do it. I can do it. She powers the thing. Um, she powers it enough, you know, using her powers to pull the thing out of her leg. And she just screams ah, all the glass behind her breaks she pulls out a little bit of that monster it tries to run she flings it as it tries to run stomp who belongs to that foot we look and there are the adults joyce murray and jim hopper everyone is together hooray that lasts about five minutes we go to the opening and when we come back they're explaining the monster to um, to the adults. They're like, it's some kind of gigantic weapon with melted people. And um, if we close the gate, it, we should kill it, theoretically. So I, I think I was calling this thing the Mind Flayer or the Flesh Flayer, but it was just part of the Mind Flayer. It was very similar in the shape of what we saw behind the gate in uh, Stranger Things 2. Um 
very similar on a smaller scale of the shadow monster that we saw, especially towards the end, at the last end of the season. Um, but this is just part of it, and it's using the melted people to, to have a physical form, which is, which is gross. Um, but while they're saying this, Murray comes over, woohoo, woohoo. I don't know where he went, but maybe you think he was kind of checking things out. He comes back and he explains where the key is and how they're going to get there and uh, what they have to do. And I love that Erica interjects and says, you don't want to go that way. You want to go this way. And if you go that way, Mr. Bun Man, he's like, it's Murray Bauman. Well, if you go that way, Mr. Bun Man, you're all going to die. And Dustin says, but you don't have to. He grabs the piece of paper and Murray's like, what are these children doing? And he shows them on the map. This is a storage room. This is how you get here. Blah, blah, blah. It's a bit of a maze. But Erica and I can show you the way. And Harper's like, uh, he goes, no, no. Um, I understand you can do all the, the, the shooting and the heroic stuff. We'll just be there the, to be your eyes and ears. He's like, no, that's not happening. Nope. So we see a moment where the boys reconnect. It's really nice because these four friends have not been together all that much. Will was missing in, in the first season. Uh, they were separated. Um, Will was separate from them, and Mike was separate, and it was just lots of separation. Um, but now they're together for a little while at least. Um, so they say, um, you know, we could have really, he's like, I really could have used you down there. He's like, we could have used you up here too. Uh, we missed you. I missed you too. And they have a little hug, and I love it. So Hopper gives Dustin a walk. He goes, here. You could still be, you know, you could still walk us through it, but from a safe place. He's like, yeah, this signal isn't strong enough. There's no way it's going to reach down. He goes, for us to reach you where you are down there, we need someone who has a super-powered radio stationed at the highest point in Hawkins. Oh, wait, that's me. I do love that Dustin is kind of a little dick sometimes, and he knows no boundaries when talking to adults. So he says, you know, we have the super-powered radio, but we need a head start and a car. Cut over to Steve popping open the, the mall doors and going, ho, ho, ho. And uh, the Todd father, Robin says, he said, screw Todd. You're Steve's, Steve's her daddy now. And that was like, they're like, what? Just drive. So they head off in the Todd father mobile heading towards Cerebro, heading towards the hill to, uh, to get to the radio. All of a sudden, our team is already separating. Nancy and Jonathan are planning on heading to Murray's with all the other kids. So they'll be safe. They have the station wagon. But Will's worried about leaving his mom behind because uh, Joyce wants to stay behind with Hopper and, and Murray. Um, Hop and Eleven have, have a nice little moment together. And Eleven says, I can fight. And Hopper's like, yeah, better than any of us. But right now, I need you to be safe. This thing is after you. It's not after me. They share a hug. It's a very sweet moment. It's also a very sad moment because it's kind of their last moment together. Now, we know at some point um, there's going to be a reunion. But at this point, Eleven... You know, at the end of this episode, you know, they think Hopper... Well, I mean, I'm saying, we, we're, we've all watched it. At the end of this episode, they all think Hopper is gone. Hopper's dead. Uh, so I wrote down, you know, it stinks that this Eleven thinks 
that what happened to Hopper. The reunion is going to be ridiculous. When Hopper and Eleven see each other, I hope it happens. They have to. When it eventually happens, and it might be at the end of the season, it's going to be ridiculous. So they leave, and Mike, Max and, and Mike are helping her because she's having trouble walking. And um, he's like, Mike, uh, be careful. And then Joyce is there, standing there. And Hopper looks at her like, huh? And she says, what? We cut to them uh, walking down towards the, uh, heading towards the lab. And he's like, this is a two-man operation. And no, it's actually a three-man operation. Uh, they, you know, we need two people to turn the key and one person to... Uh, turn off the breakers or something. I don't remember. Whatever Murray does, that's what you need the third person to do. Back upstairs at the mall, Mike and Max are helping Eleven uh, get to the car. She's really struggling to walk. They're putting her in the the way, way back of the car, and uh, Nancy's getting in to start it, but it's not starting. Something's going on with with the car not starting. I like Will and Lucas are making suggestions like, Did, do, is there enough gas? Uh, you know, they're, they're like, yes, yes, everything's fine. Uh, the, the car's, it, didn't you say this car's like almost new? Jonathan gets out, they pop the hood, and Jonathan's like, huh, the ignition wire is missing. I don't know much about cars. I assume that's important. Um, and then all of a sudden, you hear, you hear the revving of a car. You look off in the distance, and oh shit. It's Flayed Billy and his Camaro. Back in the mall, everyone. Go, go, go. Back in the mall. Let's go, 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 go. They all head back inside the mall. Beneath the mall, we see Hop, Murray, and Joyce going down the elevator. They're going over the plan. And of course, Joyce and Hopper are bickering as usual. And Murray's calling them on it as usual. And um, Murray's like, listen, it's a good plan. If it all goes right... They'll never even know we were here. Just as he says that, the door is open to the uh, elevator, and there are soldiers standing right there with guns. Murray tries to reason with them and trick them, uh, speaking Russian, saying they're they're there because of uh, Lieutenant uh, Maltov, uh, and right, was it Maltov like the cocktail? And um, he, uh, Hopper's like, screw this. Goes right by him, takes out uh, the the machine gun, just lays him out. All the soldiers gone, and he's like, "Jim, I had it under control." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's going through stuff. And they said, "What are you doing?" He puts on one of these soldiers' hats and says, "I'm improvising." Cut over to the uh, I, I wrote down. I called them the convertible crew. That's not a great name, but they're driving along the radio. Robin's saying how Susie must be a pretty special girl for you to go through all this trouble to make this. Uh, this radio, put it up in, in, you know, way up on this hill. He's like, well, he's as, she's as perfect as scientifically possible. And Erica says, she sounds made up. And doesn't she? Steve's like, uh, uh, it's like, why are you hesitating? It was a pretty funny moment. But then he's like, turn left, turn left here. They, they turn left on this dirt road. It's like, come on, baby, let's go. It go through the grass, get up some of the hill and they can't make it any further. They're stuck. Um, no, no, no chance. So now the rest of the way they have to climb. At the top of the hill, you hear Scoops Troop, do you copy? Scoops Troop, do you copy? Oh, that's a much better name than Convertible Crew. Um, 
Mike is telling them that Billy knows that they're there and they're trapped inside the mall. While this is going on, Lucas is testing a slingshot. Nancy's getting a handgun ready. Max is like, you're, you're going to kill him, aren't you? And um, Will says, he knows we're here. Oh, Nancy's like, no, I'm just preparing. I'm just, you know, getting ready. Will says, he, he know, if he knows we're here, so does the Mind Flayer. And I think it was Jonathan who said, we need a car. And uh, Nancy looks over at that, uh, that car that Eleven flung at, at all those soldiers and took them out. And she says, oh, don't, I don't think that one will drive. And Jonathan's like, we don't need it to drive. We just need the ignition cable. So they all try to flip over the car. No luck. Eleven's like, let me try try using her powers. She can't do it. Back downstairs at the Russian base, we see Hopper and Murray are in one of those little carts that Dustin and Erica was driving. And they come across a guard. They make some small talk with him. Uh, and he, they're laughing. And um, he lets them in because he just assumes sh- they should be there. Uh, and Joyce pops out. He's like, why were you talking to that man? Why it took so long? He was nice. He was a nice guard. Uh, and so they, they get to the room with all the green goo and the canisters and we, so they can get into the vent. And Murray looks at him. He's like, okay, you're ready to go in. And then you hear, bald eagle, do you copy? It's the Scoops Troops. They're up at the radio now. And he's like, bald eagle, do you copy? Do you know your code name? Yes, I know my code name. He says, I hate children. And then he goes in to the vents. Back upstairs in the mall, the kids finally get the car to flip over because they used poles for leverage. Uh, and Mike's like, see, physics. Uh, so Jonathan tries to get the trunk open so they can get the uh, ignition cable. Uh, and we cut over to see Eleven. She's going through garbage, and Max's like, what is she doing? She gets a Coke can out. She gets a Coke can because that's like the first time she really used her power. So she was trying to focus her power using something that was familiar to her, uh, and it, it wasn't wasn't working. It, it wasn't working. She First with the car, now with the can. It's not working. So they get the car hood open, they get the cable out, but Will grabs the back of his neck, which is like code for us to be like, oh, no. He's like, it's here in the mall. All of a sudden, they look up at the at the roof. They're like, oh, what, what is here? Uh, we cut back underground, and we see that big Russian shows up and sees all the dead bodies, and he knows. He knows it's the Americans. Hopper's waiting with, um, with Joyce, and he's worried that Murray's been gone too long. Him, Joyce, of course, are bickering. Uh, but despite all that, he says, you know, I, I think we make a pretty good team. We made it this far, didn't we? And um, she's like, do I get the job? Detective Byers? It's like kind of hard to uh, serve in a town you don't live in. You know? Still thinking about that? He's like, she says, we'll see how it goes. And it's like, you know, if we, if, hey, if we get out of this, we deserve to enjoy ourselves. Maybe like a dinner at Enzo's, 8 o'clock uh, on Friday. Uh, Friday I watch, um, was it Magnum P.I.? Was that what it was? It was something. Um, I watched that with 11. Uh, that's 10 o'clock, so I can't be out late. What about 7 o'clock? It's a date. Wait, when you say it's a date, do you mean, hop, stop talking before I change my mind? And um, you're like, oh, it's working out for them. Ugh. It's killer when you know what actually happens. 
So Murray calls down to the Scoop Troop to get directions. It's another funny moment where they call him uh, Bald Eagle. And while he's doing that, Dustin and Erica remember that he's near the uh, where the, the My Pony Thesis was said. And Robin's like, what, what, what is that? While that's going on, Steve notices, and then they all see. The mall is like glowing red. There's lightning going on. They're like, uh-oh. He grabs, uh, Dustin grabs back to the, the microphone and says, Griswold family, do you copy? Which is a reference to vacation, if you don't know. Griswold family, do you copy? Nobody's picking up because nobody's near it. The monster is near it. He picks up the walkie-talkie, screams into it, and breaks it. Uh, some of them are hiding behind a wall. We got Lucas, Will, Nancy, and Jonathan. And then uh, they're hiding behind the car, I should say. Behind the wall is Max, Mike, and Eleven. Steve and Robin, meanwhile, uh, leave to go help them. Like, where are you going? We got to go help them. We got to get them out of there. It's a good thing the Todd Father car can go backwards. If, if it was really stuck, that would not be good. So Dustin gets on the radio and says, um, we have a problem. And Hopper's like, what kind of problem? We cut in and we see Mike, Max, and Eleven make a run for it to the gap. Uh, while that's going on, the bald eagle has landed. And he finds where he needs to be. In the gap, we see this monster's long arms going around corners looking for them. Uh, while that's going on, Murray starts shutting down the power. And the monster almost, almost gets to them. But Lucas heroically stands up and uses a slingshot not to get the monster. That would do almost nothing. But he hits a balloon that distracts the monster. It turns, gives them all a chance to run. So when Murray flipped those switches down in the basement, the alarm started going cuckoo. Uh, and that gave Hopper and, and Joyce a chance to kind of just go exactly where they need to go. They run by a few people. They just nod and smile. With no real issue, they make it into the room, into the vault, with the code, uh, with, which is they type in 662 uh, It's not working. Can you give it to me again? 662-608-004. It's not working, Murray. Um, I, I guess it could be wrong. It's, it's supposed to be a famous number. I thought I knew it. So Murray's like, oh, God. Dustin over here is Plank's constant. And it's almost like a thought sparks in his head like, hmm, like he has an idea. Back at the mall, Nancy, Jonathan, Will, and Lucas run out to the car to fix the ignition cable. Uh, Jonathan goes, gets in the car to get it started. And at this moment... Billy revs up the car and starts driving straight at them. Nancy holds the gun and just starts shooting. Bam, bam, like doesn't move, stands there. No luck. The car won't start for Jonathan. Billy won't stop. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you think Nancy's going to get just rolled over. Steve effing Harrington to the rescue. The Todd father car sideswiped Billy's car, knocking him off course and unconscious for a minute. He says to Robin, are you okay? She just says, ask me tomorrow. Uh, th now the car starts. And it, boom, it pulls up with Steve and Robin. They go, jump in. They jump in and join them to drive off. With the giant flesh monster chasing them. While it chases them, we cut over to Salt Lake City, Utah. Wait a minute. Aren't there Mormons out there? Didn't Dustin say that Susie... Wait a second. Susie, do you copy? 
Susie, do you copy? <gasps> Dusty, do you copy? All of a sudden, they can all hear on the radio as Dustin and Susie catch up and how she he needs to ask her about Plank's constant. And she says, I haven't heard from you in a week, and now you call me about a number so you could save the world? She says, he's like, I, it, it's, a, it's, you know, it's very important. Um, please. And she's like, I want to hear it. He's like, no, I, not now. I want to hear it. She almost signs off. And then we get the highlight of, of the fun highlight of this episode. An amazing, classic, amazing moment because it's so out of place and yet so perfectly in place. Uh, the never-ending story. I mean, come on, that that moment right there is what turned, what gave the the, the Stranger Danger Book Club its theme song. It's just like they take the time to sing almost, you know, the whole song, um, and there's just one shot of Hopper looking down this hall, looking dejected, which was just hilarious. And then she says, "Plank's content is six point six two six zero seven zero one five. I don't know if that's exactly right, but that's what I just looked up on Google. Uh, but then it says times 10 to the negative 34th M squared. And then there's letters that I don't understand how to pronounce. So uh, he says, um, you just saved the world. I miss you. I miss you more. I miss you more. I miss you more. Boom. Erica shuts up, shut, hangs it up. It's like, this has to stop. And she's like, hello? Hello? Just Classic. So we cut back to the mall and Billy gets out of the car and he sees Mike, Max and Eleven trying to leave the mall and they run back in. And just as that happens, the monster turns around. The monster was chasing the car and it turns around. And you realize that the Mind Flayer thought the Eleven was in the car. The moment Billy sees that Eleven is still at the mall... Now, the monster knows, and the monster turns around to uh, go back to the mall and get at Eleven. And so the monster turns around, so does Jonathan with the car. Underground, the, uh, the big weapon, the big laser, the key is going crazy. And Joyce and Hopper are in the room. They are ready to do this. We cut over, and now Billy is stalking in the mall behind. And we're just cutting quickly back and forth. It's like high energy. Uh, Billy's stalking them in the mall back halls. He catches up to them, and Max tries to reason with him. He smashes her, knocks her out. Smashes Mike, knocks him out. Smashes Eleven, knocks her out, takes her. God, where where are they going? We cut back to Hopper and Joyce. They're ready to turn the key on one, two, and the goddamn Russians show up. And there's a fight. A fight breaks up between the Russian and the Hopper. Upstairs, Billy takes Eleven out to the main mall concourse and lays her down. And then he gets really close up to her in his creepy voice. And he says, don't be afraid. It'll all be over soon. Just try and stay very still. And then the monster approaches. It's back already and it gets closer to Eleven and closer to 11, and it's about to attack, and boom! All of a sudden, the fireworks are going off, and there's Lucas, and there's Jonathan, and I think uh, Mike also, they're throwing 
They're throwing all the fireworks that Lucas had. See, it paid off. Boom. And they are, they are distracting the monster. They're freaking the monster out. While that's going on, Hopper and the, the Rusky are fighting uh, by the giant machine. It's like madness going on. There's lasers, and they're they're punching and and pushing, and it is, it is it it looks scary. Uh, the, the upstairs, the fireworks are hurting the monster and Billy a little bit, and we're cutting back and forth between the mall battle and the fight between Hopper and the Husky Rusky. And while that's going on, Dustin is screaming, "Hurry, close it, close it!" Joyce alone tries to reach both keys. She she wraps something around one key and can just about reach the other key. And while this is going on, Max in the in the hallways of the mallways, Max wakes up and wakes Mike up. And like, come on, where, where, where's Eleven? Where's Eleven? And we see Billy now standing over Eleven. And she starts saying, Seven feet, you told her. And she's remembering his memories and she's trying to break through to him. And the wave was seven feet and he's now like hunched over her now. You ran to her on, on the beach. She's, you're telling, she's telling him all about his memories. Like he's hesitant and he's like, he's like, it, she's getting through to him. She was pretty. You were happy. And she touches his face and you see he closes his eyes. And it's almost like she reached it through to him, not using really her powers, just by talking to him. So, oh boy, back downstairs, the fight continues, and all of a sudden, Hopper grabs the guy and says, I'll see you in hell, throws him into the machine, and he just becomes a pile of mush. Boom, he is instantly a dead. Um, upstairs, they're still battling the monster. Uh, Billy... With with all the fireworks, then Billy stands up, and he stands before it. Mike and Max are walking out at this point, and it's just a really cool shot of Billy just standing before this monster. And then a tentacle comes out that's meant to shoot for Eleven, and Billy catches it right in his hand. He catches it, and he's fighting it, and he's fighting the monster, and he's and he's fighting, and he's defending Eleven, and then all of a sudden. All the tentacles, boom, are getting Billy. He's like, ah, oh, he's screaming. Urgh. He's screaming in defiance. And Dustin's on the, on, the, on the walkie, close it. And we see the most depressing image of this whole episode. Hopper smiling and crying and looking at Joyce. And he just nods. I mean, if I was him, I'd run. But he just nods. He realizes there's no time. And uh, she turns the key. Boom! Giant explosion. The laser just explodes. There, there were some some people, some scientists look like Russians approaching. They're completely vaporized. Hopper's completely gone. Uh, and while that's happening, the monster upstairs collapses. It's over. And uh, Billy is there. And Max comes over and he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. She's like, Billy, wake up. Billy, Billy, wake up. And um, he's gone. He dies. Max just starts crying into 11. Downstairs, Joyce goes out to the room and she just starts breaking down. Hopper's gone. Murray comes in. He's like, where's Jim? Where's Jim? She just looks at him and, and they just run off. They run off. 
And up on the hill, Dustin and Erica look over their shoulders, and all of a sudden, oh, the government, they're finally here. They show up in all these helicopters. Oh, look, there's Paul Reiser now, Dr. Sam Owens. They get into the lab, they infiltrate it, and Owens looks petrified at the gate. Like, he looks at the gate and thinks, oh, my God, they almost did it again. They almost, you know, and, and I think, wonder if he's also thinking, oh, my God, they can do this. And, you know, they're not going to stop trying. I mean, it's crazy. Um, Will and Joyce out in the parking lot share a nice cry. They, they, they have a hug. They reunite. It's very nice. Joyce sees Eleven looking for Hopper, looking around. They look at each other, and you can see she knows, just by them staring at each other, she knows he's gone. We fade out. And three months later, we see this tabloid, very funny tabloid news station show, almost like a current affair that we used to have, uh, where they see, um, we see a little news story, very 80s, talking about the tragedy striking a small town. We see newspaper headlines, 30 dead, a hero chief dies in a fire, talks about mysterious deaths, uh, cover-ups. Chemical leaks. Of course, we know the chemical leak is fake. We see a picture of Bob Newby with, uh, it said, I think it said Radio Shack Employee of the Month. We see a photo of Barb. They talked about the disgraced mayor. We see Mayor Klein being taken away in handcuffs. And it, uh, I think, the, what's the show called? Cutting Edge or something? Tonight on Cutting Edge. We cut over to Steve and Robin. They're hanging out. They're trying to get um, a job at the video store. Robin makes a joke that Steve used his mother as a reference. Uh, but the kid, the guy who ran the arcade, he's now working the video store. Uh, my God. It wasn't my first job. It was my second job. I left my first job to take this second job. We had a video store in walking distance from my house, and I worked there for a few years. I'm sure I've talked about it multiple times, but just the the early video store, VHS, VHS cassettes, um just takes me back. The fact that waiting for the new movie, finding the movie, the movie's in, we can get it. I mean, you know, the, people don't know that. Oh, you want to watch this movie? Click this button. Boom, we're watching it. Ah, you know, to, to be alive when you had to hope that the movie you want was there. Oh, it's not there? Okay, I guess uh, we have to get Child's Play 3. Well, that's, actually, that's an excellent movie. What am I talking about? Uh, anyway, they're, they're, in the, they're in the video store and... Um, the guy is like, you know, we ask them their favorite movies. Robin says, of course, like really, you know, cinephile, artsy movies. And Steve's like, oh, um, uh, well, Animal House. Uh, oh, the one where, which Star, Star Wars? A New Hope? Uh, which one is that? The one with the teddy bears. And oh, oh, and uh, the one with the movie where Alex P. Keaton uh, goes back and tries to have sex with his mom and back in time. It was just very funny. The guy does not want to, sign, to um, hire him. And... Robin's like, give me a moment, will you? And she explains to him, look, if you hire Steve, okay, you'll be, he'll be attracting all these hot girls, and there's too many hot girls for Steve to handle. So you're going to have to be, you're going to have to help him with that. And that definitely got through to this teenage boy. We cut over to the buyers, and they're packing to leave. Uh, we see Max and Lucas making fun of uh, Dustin with the never-ending story. We see Will donating his, his D&D books. And he's like, I'll just use yours when I come back. And Mike says, what if you want to join another party? And Will says, impossible. Great moment between Mike and Will. 
We see Nancy and Jonathan having a, 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 a hug and a cry in Jonathan's room. He says the line, 17 years of my life packed up in one day. She's like, what if you don't go? You could just stay in the basement, hide in a tent like L. And, you know, it's going to be okay. We have shared trauma, just like that wise man said. That was, that was Murray, right? So they kiss in Jonathan's uh, empty room. We cut over to L, and she's also packing. Uh, there's a teddy bear. She can't reach it. And her powers, they just don't work. Mike's like, they'll come back. I know they will. And uh, he's like, make sure you, you pack your walkie-talkie because I'm going to be using uh, Cerebro all the time so I can talk your ear off. And she's like, did you ask your mom about Thanksgiving? Oh, I'll be there. Maybe you guys can come for Christmas. And um, then as they're leaving, or as Eleven goes to leave the room, she's like, do you remember what you said when you were talking about your feelings to Max? He's like, I don't know exactly what I said. She's like, Mike, I love you too. Gives him a kiss and then walks off. And Mike is just kind of like, he's left a little stupefied, like, whoa. Like he's punch drunk in love. Uh, Joyce, while packing, finds the little heart-to-heart note for Hopper. And Eleven comes in the room. She's like, what is that? Oh, that's the heart-to-heart. The heart-to-heart? Oh, he never talked to you, did he? And she says, can I can I see it? Uh, and while uh, she reads the letter, we get this really touching moment where uh, we see him rehearsing the letter. We get a little flashback. It's so good, so so touching, talking about how he's feeling and how he was in a deep, dark place and how then he left some egos in the woods and you came into, into my life and for the first time in a long time, I started to feel things again. I started to feel happy. His voiceover is accompanied with shots of uh, cars outside, the buyers packing up, people hugging, people saying goodbye uh, and he's saying things like, you know, re- le- recently... I feel like we've been distant. And he knows she's been growing and changing, but it scares him. He doesn't want things to change. He, he likes playing board games. He, he, and um, as he's saying this, we see them leaving Hawkins. And this, the speech we all know, it's, very, it's great. Um, we see Lucas and Dustin give the Dungeons and Dragons book to Erica, so she's now officially a nerd. And then... Heroes from Peter Gabriel plays again. Oh, the last time we heard it was a really sad moment too, back when uh, right after Will's Will's fake body was found in the quarry. We cut back to them still in the house. So I love this little time jump thing they do because uh, she's still reading the note and she's crying. And Joyce is like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "Yes," but she's crying. But she's you know she's okay. Time to go. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'll be right there. She's keeping the note. I love how they did that little, you know, time jump so that the um, the final moment we see is Joyce looking at the empty buyer's house and closing the door as credits roll. And that's the... Wait, wait a second. Do I hear wind? What? Is that, is that snow? But the credits are rolling, so the show... What, what is happening? Where, where, where are we? We're in the Russia. Is that a prison? There's two guys in the prison, and, and one of them is, they're, they're going to a door, and one of them says, no, not the American. What? The American? Who's the American? I mean, we all know who the American is now. Even as I watched it, I said, oh my God, that has to be him. 
So they grab some other prisoner and they have to drag this guy. Please, no, please, please, please. They throw him into a cell. He's yelling, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And then they use this wheel to open up a door. And coming through the door is a demodog. But wait a second, this one seems really huge. And was the color a little different too? And all of a sudden, it stands up. Wait, is it a demodog or a full demogorgon? I don't know, but the the head flowers open. Blah, 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 and boom, that's the end of Stranger Things 3. And as I watched this this time, my first thought was, they have to have a gate open. Right? Because if the gate is closed, the monsters fall and die. It happened to the demodogs. It happened to this giant flesh monster. If the gate is open, then the the things can stay alive. So what maybe while they were working on the gate in America, they were also trying again in Russia at the same time. And they succeeded. Oh boy, they succeeded. But that's the end of Stranger Things 3. Now we have that long, long wait of a few hours because... Early tomorrow morning, Stranger Things 4 is back. I can't wait. And uh, this is probably going to have the lowest amount of listens out of all the rewatches because people are like, nope, I'm not listening to you. I'm getting ready to watch Stranger Things 4. So, if you hear it, if you don't, if you listen to it someday down the line, all I can say to you is thank you so much. And listen, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. You know that already. The show has its own Twitter account at StrangerDPod. And of course, everything we do can be found at fansnotexperts.com slash StrangerDanger. So, until Stranger Things 4, my friends, and it's right around the corner, once again, thanks for listening, stay stranger, and remember... Beware the Russian Demogorgon monster. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc at parker our purpose is simple 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.